0: This is great. Chilling by the ocean. Waves crashing. Drink on the side. Death Star flying above me. Hey, those TIE The sun is out and our blockade is legal. Join Robin Boat and Sean Me Show right now. Right now.
1: Of the Rebel Alliance, call of the Brick City
2: blockade. AP Five has an idea. Hello there, welcome back to our recap series of our journey to episode nine. Um, we are closing out the original trilogy with Return of the Jedi. Um, it's kind of bittersweet um, that the original trilogy is coming to an end. Luckily for me, it's my favorite Star Wars movie, so um, this one will do our six takeaways uh, from Return of the Jedi. So, Robin, your six takeaways from Return of the Jedi.
0: Six takeaways from Return of the Jedi. All right, so number six for me, I think has to be Jabba's palace as a whole. Um, Again, this is like the first time that we ever see, um, I think, and actually realistically within the original trilogy, like where all of these bounty hunters are gathered, you know, basically Mm -hmm. the minions of Jabba are there. You see, basically, the gangster slum side of Star Wars in that moment. And when you walk in there, of course, you have um, Luke going in to confront Jabba um, for the life of Han Solo, in particular. And you have Boba Fett there, and Salacious Crumb, and then Jedi Rocks, of course. I mean, who who can live? I can't live without Jedi Rocks. That's that's just how I
2: can live without it.
1: Sean, can you live
0: without it? No, thank you makes me such a happy uh, person. Andrew Andrew is canceling our Rise of Skywalker tickets.
1: Unpopular on, on, on opinion is better than Cantina Band. Get off that phone right now, Andrew.
2: Cancel, Rob. <laughs> 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 No, I wouldn't do that. Because with how it works on the apps, oh, it yeah. cancels out all the tickets. So it's like I'd have to rebuy them. So,
0: Yeah. No. yeah. And I'm that, uh, stuck with you with that. guys anyway. <laughs> <He's> so. <laughs> stuck. With it. so yeah, Jabba's Palace at number six. Number five uh, is the Rancor scene for me. Um, this is like really our first time, and I remember um, reading within the – there was uh, – I can't remember what it was. It was a documentary series that looked at – I don't know if it was Elstree, 1975. Um, it was the series about all the behind-the-scenes actors that worked on Star Wars in particular, the first one in particular. But um, there was a part of it that, and they discussed the rancor scene and how many individuals it took to actually move the rancor in that mm-hmm. scene. And they didn't have the full body constructed; it was only a partial, like only the front of it was actually constructed. And there was somebody who had to move the legs and everything else. And just the casting of of creating that creature was really the first time again. I mean, other than of course, uh, you know, in the other creatures that we've seen in the original trilogy. On such a large scale, I have to say. Uh, maybe the only other one was the Wampa itself in Empire Strikes Back. So that, that really stood out for me in terms of the creature effects and the creature workshop on Star Wars. Uh, that was a great, great scene. Um, number four for me um, is when, <laughs> I have to admit it, it's, it's a really cool moment for me, is when Bush Leia comes in. All this is really happening on Tatooine at the beginning. I just love that entire sequence. Um, from Java's palace, palace, but Boosh comes, frees Han Solo. And he's like, you know, he's trying to get, gain his senses. And he, he was like, she says, you know, who are you? And he's, she's like someone who loves you and <laughs> takes off the helmet and kisses him.
2: What if he said Kira?
0: Oh, now if he said another lady's name, that would have been a whole other thing. Yeah. That would have been a whole she, other. She
2: would have left him.
0: <laughs> she would have just dropped him and taken off and then the the george like just came (laughs) right there um but yeah that was that was a really great moment i think the reuniting of leia and han um knowing you know everything that they had been through at, at that point that she's still even wanting to rescue him and not leave him behind you know she really does care for him and for the uh sake of luke as well in their relationship um number three for me Oh man, it, it's Luke versus Vader, guys. Um, for me, I just think even just the beginning of that when he first arrives and you hear the discussion between Luke and Palpatine, basically sassing each other back. I mean, that's literally what's going on. One saying yeah. the other, like if you can do it, then I, if you can do it, then I can do it better, like that kind of thing, just back yeah. and forth. And Vader's just standing there, like, did I freaking raise this kid? Like, yeah. no, obviously. Thank God I didn't. <laughs> um, you know so no, he, he would
2: have been worse if that was the case oh
0: but you can kind of see where that anakin skywalker yeah. is in luke you see it he, he's being mm. so defiant to the emperor like he was to obi-wan at time like anakin was to obi-wan mm-hmm. so there's that defiance. The is there emperor
2: was pretty quick to like rebuttal oh
0: super quick
2: he super. Sh- he shut him down quicker than
0: most teachers shut
2: down students
0: yeah. and that's what that's <laughs> Exactly, and that's what Vader noticed so much, was that, boy, and that's what he said at one point, it's 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 impossible to resist, you know, that, that reality came to his mind, and then of course, number two, spinning into that is finally when they get into battle, there's just so much, if I can't turn you, then maybe I can turn your sister, you have a sister. I like always that. liked
2: the way he said sister.
0: Oh, just James L. Jones with that, it's just absolutely fantastic, because you can just see... It's a very different Luke at that point. It's mm-hmm. it, it's the dark side of Luke actually awakens. Yeah. Which is absolutely fantastic. And you just see when he attacks Vader, the music changes. John's score for that is just amazing. That's my
2: favorite bit of music for any duel. Oh. It's very simple, but it has so much weight
0: to it. Oh. It's and- like Luke. Mixed with the Emperor's, mm-hmm. it's so different it's and it's true. so unique. It's now that we talk about it. Remember when we made our predictions on Words of the Will's in particular about we had, what we would like to hear for a score? That would be an that amazing was, score to hear.
2: Imagine if if it is a if they fight Palpatine in Rise of Skywalker that that's the music they use. Like if Kylo and Ray team up there. Oh, if Ben Solo fight, was after fight, the
0: Emperor, yeah. Oh, mm. just something along that skywalk bloodline would be absolutely amazing and then of course number one for me my number one favorite is um when Lando comes shooting out of <laughs> the death star and he goes yahoo and then the falcon takes off no it's, he says yee
1: uh, Yahoo! <laughs> whatever. whatever. no he just says he, he just yeets it uh, Yeet <laughs> Somebody should have said that to Billy no, on the
2: carpet. No, that's what Vader does when Luke gets the high ground. He yeets his lightsaber. <laughs>
0: somebody, somebody should edit Billy. <laughs> like when he comes flying, he just goes yeet. Just takes off. Things oh. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think that it. Watch, it's he, like... it.
2: He's going to say it in Rise of Skywalker when the Falcon takes off. He's going to go yeet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be absolutely amazing. Be absolutely amazing. But in that moment, it's like that sense of relief comes over you. It's like they finally fucking did it. And it's it, that that's really like him saying that is like, okay, that's where the movie ends. That's that's legitimately where the Empire ends and the movie ends. And then we get, of course, the whole Ewok scene, the celebration on Endor, which is awesome as well. Because now we know in the canon so much happens that night. So much happens. You know, not uh... just not just with Han and Leia, but there's Shara Bay and Poe Dameron's father. Yep. That Poe Dameron is conceived on that night as well. Yeah. So there's so there's so much Kylo, that happened.
2: So Ben Solo and Poe Dameron are much the same. same are are like, the same legitimately age?
0: Legitimately, are the same
1: age? Their connection is well, much well, deeper well, than we think. Adam Driver and Oscar Isaac are about the same age too. Oh,
0: they are. Yeah, they are. I, which Adam
1: Dra- Adam Driver's. I think he's thirty-seven. Oscar is like th- either thirty-six or thirty-seven. So they're pretty oh. close in age. But yeah, fact check that. Fact check that. For
2: that you. is what I'm doing.
1: Uh, and it's
0: just, I, I think that those connections go really deep into the can. Adam camp.
2: Driver is 36.
1: Oh, 36. Yep. Maybe Oscar Isaac's 37 then, or 38. East. Oscar
2: Isaac. Okay. He is 40 years old.
1: Wow, so, okay, so they're,
0: they're still yeah, with that. Still,
1: still, 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 still close.
2: Not too far apart.
0: Not too far apart at all. So, and he doesn't look like he's 40 at all. No.
1: That's why I said he's, he, he looks like he's in his early 30s.
0: Yeah. So those are my six moments. I think there's a lot of ones in there. A lot of it takes place on Jabba's barge, though, because it's so different and it's so unique to that film.
2: Yeah. Now, question for the both of you. The original color of the lightsaber was supposed to be blue. Would you have liked it to have stayed blue, or do you like the gl- the green for the oh. second lightsaber? Oh, the
0: green stands out so green. much. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree. Green.
2: I think it would have been too repetitive if it was just blue again. Yeah. And at that point it introduced the third color for a lightsaber. Yeah. So I I as much as I do like the blue, the green is a pretty iconic <laughs> color for Luke. Um, but Sean, yeah. your six takeaways from
1: Oh, uh, okay. Back. Uh, for mine, for number six, for me, I think it's kind of a little funny one. It's more of the Ewok scene when they're <laughs> taking down the AT-AT, at Oh, and yeah. And cool, yeah. I think it's, it's I think it's a little, it's different what we've seen in the the whole uh, trilogy because I think it's just a little uh, like the Ewoks are like different, like a different uh, thing what George uh, Lucas did. Yeah, they're very for the different. Movie. And I don't know. I, thought, I always loved the Ewoks as a kid. So, like, yeah. Because they're, they're like, like, to me, when it's like a miniature Wookies, but not. No, yeah, they, they that's they a good pretty way of putting much it.
2: Were. The reason why they didn't yeah. use Wookiees is because of the holiday special.
1: We, we don't talk. We don't talk about that here. Josh jo- oh, yes, Avro
2: talk. talks about
1: it. Of course, we
0: talk <laughs> about the holiday special. Of course, we do, Sean. What are you talking about? I don't like
1: the holiday special. I'm sorry. All right, Sean, number five. What do you got? Uh, number five. Um, <laughs> it's also going to be the the rain scene as well. I think it's so cool oh, yeah. to see. I think it's like you said. It's different. I mean the the, the like you said, be, like behind the of the scenes doing it it's like so cool to see it. Like yeah. how much effort they put in to do those like different creatures even that's even to that scale of how big it was.
0: Go ahead, um, open up a crack of can on the live mic next time there Andrew.
1: Yes, thank you Andrew.
0: Sorry.
1: Uh, <laughs> number 4 is kind of no. no, uh, no, uh, four, yes. Uh, for me, it has to be the scene uh, with uh, Darth Vader and uh, Luke—the fighting scene. I think is one, one of my favorite fighting scenes uh, between them. I think it's so iconic. It's it's so iconic. I mean, it really is. To it's, me, it's
2: more iconic than the Bespin duel.
1: Mm. Oh, of course, it is. I mean, I mean, every, when everyone thinks of a lightsaber fight. They think of that scene alone. And people okay. try to recreate it. I
2: mean, and, they uh, pretty much did it for Rise of Skywalker, just it's Ray and Kylo.
1: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure. In they're in the
2: throne room there.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to, uh, JJ's going to put some elements into that fight with Kylo and Ray. Mm-hmm. And, and especially using, uh, the music in, into it. I mean, that yeah. would be sweet. Mm, uh, that would be. Uh, number three for me, uh, honestly, is a little sad one. Uh, it's more of Yoda's death scene when Yoda dies. That's a good because, one. I haven't heard that one much because um, I think it's it's the end, of, not the end, but the saying the final goodbyes to one of the greatest Jedi's, and <laughs>
2: he's an okay Jedi.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's Jedi, Let but. Sean finish, Andrew. Yeah, you do this I'm, every I'm, time, Andrew.
2: I'm leaving my comment to myself.
1: Anyways, uh <laughs> <laughs> to me, one of the greatest Jedi's.
2: It's already um, open, so it doesn't work that way, Robin.
1: Yeah, um Jesus. Number two. Um, no, was didn't... that number a three, two, yep. whatever. Number uh, is the the scene with uh, Leia and Han when when she when she tells uh, Han that Lucas is her br- her brother? Yes. I think it's so cool. Just like, <sighs> there's a little chuckle uh, for Han. It's like Han, Han's like, wait, you kiss like, your brother? <laughs> right? Yeah, that reality
0: sat in pretty yeah. quick.
2: Luke's reaction is a
1: little bit more funny for me. Um, I think it's I just a uh, little uh, sweet. Uh, and, and for number one, probably has to be the ending with uh, the Force Ghosts, with yeah. Anakin, uh, Obi-Wan, and Yoda. And the question for you guys. Uh, do you like the re-release with Hayden Christian, or do you like the original?
0: I, yeah, that's the question. First, I, well, honestly... I prefer
1: Anakin, I mean with Hayden. I think it fits well with the prequels. Mm.
2: Personally, because I grew up with Hayden's Anakin, I prefer it. Like, yes, I know those love Sebastian Shaw as Anakin, but Mm. George said the last time Anakin Skywalker was Anakin Skywalker was Hayden Christensen look. And it's gone into other details that the Force Ghosts can appear however they want. So, Anakin's going to show up as his better-looking self. So. <laughs>
0: of course he is. Of course he is. Of course he is. Yeah, no, I, I'm in the same camp. I, I have to go with probably what your perspective is too, Andrew and Sean, that the Hating Christians and Anakin... It's the one that i grew up with with the prequels that was my star wars at the time That was most of our star wars at the time that's the anakin scott walker that we know the most um i you know I, I don't think necessarily he wants to go with the uh slightly older anakin um it looks like you know there might be some rogaine necessary for that and whatever else so uh, yeah, I, I like hating Christian Anakin as the Force Ghost. Mm-hmm. It just make it, it just makes sense, and if we're going to see that in the Rise of Skywalker, which we'll get on into later in this recap, mm-hmm. that will play a major effect.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, but for my six takeaways, um, six, it would be Vader's arrival to the second Death Star. Ooh. I've always liked the presence of Vader in that moment. Um, granted, they used a shot, a different shot of that for Empire Strikes Back. Right. When the ship's supposedly entering the Super Star Destroyer, but it's really the Death Star, because you can see um, the commander. So it's yep. like, yep. wait.
0: <laughs> How does that work?
2: Yeah. <clears throat> But just the way it's shot, how it shows the commander, and it yep. shows the ramp slowly coming down. And, again, the Return of the Jedi suit for Vader's is my personal favorite. It just mm. has a better shine, and it just looks so much better. Um, five is the Rancor scene, because it shows how much Luke has grown with his abilities. That's true. Yeah. Um, and it shows how confident he is. Granted, yes, Luke had different plans for how to get Han out of there. C was his best. D was his best plan, which was just get his lightsaber and kill everyone. But he That's had a nice plan. He had A, try and get C-3PO and R2-D2 to bargain. B, Leia goes in to get get him. C. Luke goes to negotiate by himself, shoot Jabba in the face if he has to, and then four or D just kill everyone.
1: <laughs> basically, like the Anakin reb.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: But, it's basically who who wants to be a millionaire. Basically,
2: yeah. Who wants to be a but just the music that um, you feel that. Luke is in danger a lot more than he normally is. That's a good point. Because we hadn't seen a Rancor before.
0: Right. Um,
2: Mm -hmm. And personally, Return of the Jedi, there's more at stake with this film than any of the other ones, in my opinion. very true. Because Luke is the most vulnerable to turning to the dark side in this movie. Mm -hmm. The Emperor is a very serious threat in this um the Death Star granted yeah it could be a rehash but George always planned to have the Death Star at the end of Star Wars anyway but he didn't plan it to be a trilogy so he had to make a second one um four um would be Luke's arrival at Jabba's Palace. Just him in the black cloak, kinda yeah. reminiscent of Anakin's um ent- entering into the Jedi Temple. Kind of the reverse of that, just Luke's by himself, and he forced jokes to Gamordian Guards. And
0: right, right.
2: You know. Mm. Um, that's where I'm like, he's teetering more towards the light and dark side more than he has, ever has in any of the other movies. Um and how different of a person Luke is in this? Because before he's whining and not really believing in the Force, sure. here he's full-fledged Jedi. He's he calm, is. collected. Yeah. He knows what he's doing, for the most part. Besides trying to shoot you out <laughs> in the face, uh, yeah, it doesn't work. Three is Luke returning to yoda's home and i always like this his returning to dagobah better than his training in empire strikes back because he's more calm and he's comfortable in yoda's hut and yoda is besides luke you could kind of say he doesn't die from a battle, but he kind of does. Yoda is the only Star Wars character to die of old age.
1: That is, yeah. yeah. To be confirmed so far.
0: Yes. Um, We two, still don't know Dexter Jetster how oh, he passed away.
2: Did he pass away, though? He could still be alive.
0: He could still be running. That. I mean, okay, he could be still running Dex's diner. That's a good point.
2: It could be a huge restaurant now.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh two. It's got a franchise. Is, is
1: more the
2: more. two is the throne room scene where Luke and Vader, well, Vader brings Luke to the Emperor. Yeah. And similar to you, the back and forth between Luke and the Emperor, how Luke feels he's more confident, saying your overconfidence is your weakness. Right. Palpatine is like, hey. Your faith in your friends is your weakness. So I, You little fuck. It's pretty, it's pretty
0: <laughs> that's much, basically that's, what he that's said. That's
2: pretty much what he said. Just the way he turned around, he was like, you little fuck. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, stop back-talking me.
2: Uh, and then the end, number one for me, is the yeah. redemption of Anakin oh. Skywalker. Um. Now, because of the re-edit, mm-hmm. They added Vader saying no. Um, what that was interesting? Did, do you guys prefer the silence of Vader redeeming himself, or do you, do you not mind him saying no and then going into throwing the Emperor down the pit? I,
1: I don't mind, but I rather prefer the silence. It's because more, more, I feel like it's more emotional and more telling to his character. <laughs> Yeah, I
0: agree. I think that the one aspect of Vader that I really never wanted is to relive that moment in Revenge <laughs> of the Sith when he went, "No, I, I, I you know, it, it cheap. It it was cheap, and I think that one of the best parts was in the Vader comic, in particular, when he did it. And then, in it, this is canon, folks. If you haven't read the comic, please go do. But in that moment, <laughs> Palpatine starts. Shooting force lightning at him in, in that moment after Revenge of the Sith, and basically is saying, "Do not act out that way. Do not, do not feel that kind of compassion. She is gone. You have re- you have come back to life. In this case, I have given you a second chance. Don't you dare. Talk very much with Luke. Don't you dare backsass me and think that you're going to have compassion. Don't you dare do that. Um, and it, it, it's one of those scenes that if I didn't have it, I. I would just want to know more about the psyche of Vader in that moment. Is that the transition? Is is Anakin coming back in that moment? Is the good within him starting to show and say, which obviously it is, but you you almost want to leave that for hypothesizing. You don't really need to know at that Mm -hmm. point.
2: I can understand that. Um, Me, I don't mind it. I love the silence of Vader just doing Mm it, but it it doesn't take me out of it with him saying no. I know a lot of people have an issue with it, but
0: yeah, I don't have any. Way,
2: the way I see it is the, when he was Anakin, the last time he said, besides being put in the suit, the last time he said no was when everything went wrong. This time it's doing what's right and saving mm. his son.
0: It's yeah. a redemption. Yeah, it is redemption.
2: Now, question for the both of you, because I've asked my cousin this. Return of the Jedi, the title itself. What is it referring to? Is it referring to the Jedi order coming back or Anakin Skywalker?
0: Hmm. Wow. I mean, that's, that's a really good question. And it's, I actually thought about this last night after talking with the rebel scum podcast guys, um, because I, I thought more and more about the title that we have for the rise of Skywalker and return of the Jedi could mean, many things it mm-hmm. could mean mm-hmm. luke is returning to go and try to redeem vader just His like deterrent. the last
2: jedi has different meanings too yes
0: exactly exactly return of the jedi could also mean vader's redemption that that mm. side of him is returning um the anakin skywalker that always resided in him before he really switched over and really focused in on the darkness within him that would really show a return to not necessarily return to the Jedi, but return of that mindset and that focus on redemption. Um,
1: return, return to his true self. To his yeah. true self. That's, That's a great what way. That's I looking, feel. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I feel. I feel like it's more of uh, to him to Vader than the Jedi itself. Mm-hmm. Just, just because it feels, it feels like it's more it's towards him, the movie. Uh, it more towards him. Right. And mm-hmm. that, that's what I think.
2: I can see that. I do see, think it's mainly about Anakin, but it could also be the Jedi Order itself coming back or even Luke becoming a yeah. Jedi Knight. Um, now, did you guys read the What If comic? Because um, there's a What If comic, if Vader went with Luke in that section when Luke says, come with me. And the emperor actually escapes from that. And there's a cool moment where they're like, the emperor escaped. We don't know where he went. The doors open. Vader comes out in a new suit, a white suit. Yeah. He goes, I know where he went. Me and Luke, Luke and I will go and find him. And then that was the end of the comic. It's pretty cool. It's, it's a really cool. What if like, if Vader went with Luke, how would he be accepted into the Rebellion? How would that like change and everything like that? What do you guys think?
0: Well, I mean, I always yeah. see it as very similar to what we may see in The Rise of Skywalker is how is Ben Solo going to redeem himself if that's the path he's going to go down? And mm-hmm. there actually, um, another fan had posted it on Twitter itself it's like, you know what, it, it's it's always more than just trying to redeem yourself. It's the act of actually trying to show that you can do good, that you can redeem yourself, not necessarily by saying that you want to redeem yourself, but by doing acts that that show that. And I think by Vader doing that in the what-if scenario is him acting upon the redemption, not necessarily accepting the redemption. He knows he has to do this. Um, so I think it's an absolutely fascinating concept and I would not be surprised if that's something like the, what if comics and everything have been taken into consideration when it comes to the Canon nowadays, Mm -hmm. because I think the redemption factor doesn't just follow the Skywalker saga. I think it's in everything that we've seen up to this point. The Mandalorian has already shown us little aspects Mm -hmm. of redemption within Mm -hmm. our main character where he's trying to redeem himself and what he stands for individually, not necessarily what the clan wants him to do, which uh-huh. is so fascinating. And uh, I'm glad you bring that question up, Andrew, and talk about the What If Comics, because I think we're in a new age of Star Wars where, you know what, that kind of stuff? It's going to be a discussion that we're going to have and could become a
1: reality. Yeah, I feel like it, it matters for every every character that's created uh-huh. for that type of not redemption but more of a, try, trying to be a better person or mm-hmm. some some people like that especially us in the real world where everyone's trying everyone's trying to be better but yeah. not everyone succeeds and I feel like of course yeah unfortunately
2: not but
1: I know no seriously and I and I feel like uh, personally I, think, I feel like vader has more of a redemption than kylo ren oh yeah
2: kylo ren in my opinion even adam driver says this what needs to be redeemed what he thinks he is doing the right thing and he doesn't feel he needs redemption or anything like that
0: yeah this is interesting It's food for thought, for sure. hmm Yeah.
2: But, um... So, granted, we did our top six, but what did you guys think of the, um... reveal of Leia being Luke's sister and everything like that?
0: Well, the way that it was done in, is specifically in um, Return of the Jedi, yeah. No, it's... It's interesting because they probably could have done it much earlier on in the film um it's fascinating that they waited basically till the end of the film to, to show that moment um i i think that the timing was fascinating um and for it's typical george lucas style it's like you know it does exist there you know that um this is going to have to become a main topic of conversation amongst you know leia luke and han at some point and you know if they're able to show it to us in a way that has the most impact then you know go about it that way and that's what george did he had that moment where you know leia and han were together on endor everything else is exploding and everybody's celebrating and he has that moment to there say you know Oh yeah, I'll leave room for you and Luke. I get it. I get that you guys need your space. You're worried about him, and then she just kind of looks at him. And it's like, dude, you don't get mm-hmm. it. You don't get it. He's my brother, and it's it's really in many ways, Sean. I'm curious to hear what your thoughts on it are. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's really it's almost kind of magical because then you see what happens in Force Awakens when they come back together again.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. I mean, I I would actually prefer to had the reveal during. That strikes back at like have it at the end. I feel yeah. like that would work more, or yeah, or towards the or early towards in the beginning of Return of the Jedi. Right. I think it, I think it would be great for the fans to find out early instead of wait so late. But it's interesting right. to, to show to show that, mm-hmm. especially uh, seeing like you said, seeing them and again in the in the Force Awakens and yeah. the Last Jedi.
0: Yeah, it was a really it was a really cool place for it. And I think in terms of um, just the way that Return of the Jedi was outlined, you know, we talk about the score and everything. And I know that's been kind of one of our main conversations that we have when it comes to reliving the original trilogy and the prequels and specific is where music is placed. And I love in that moment that there's really nothing going on. There's no real, really no music. There's celebration happening. But then the, the music is kind of brought down so that they can have that moment. For them to explain what's going on with each other,
1: because i felt like more of a real moment yeah yeah just, yeah, just adding music i mean because you don't in reality you don't hear music when you're in no. a conversation with someone i think it plays for more of a realism part of the yeah. movie
0: yeah and that's like kind of with the make it or break it for me when it comes into the rise of skywalker when we're talking about um it's specifically for me that make it for this film is like, if you're going to have those interpersonal relationships and those one-to-one conversations, you know, I think the one thing about force awakens when Han and Leia were talking about Ben solo in particular, I don't know if I necessarily needed music in that moment. I, I, I feel like mm. just having them sit there with the sounds of the, the war room behind them, kind of playing them talking about their son would have been absolutely fascinating. It adds an extra okay. level to it, but it, would, it would've they been interesting have
1: all, to see. They should also have done it during with Luke and Leia and the Last Jedi with no music towards the end.
0: Well, yeah, like that would... and that was a hard one because that music played such a major role. In I mean, that it did. I mean,
1: I f- but it didn't. F- it didn't feel. It was real quiet to me.
0: though. It wasn't loud music, Sean. You remember sitting there with me that in that moment when Luke walks in, everybody was like glued to their seats, eyes like affixed to the screen, like, whoa this is super powerful this entire moment that's happening and the music was perfect it wasn't loud but it was right at the tone where it was kind of teasing you like this is the, the emotions are building in this moment which is great
1: <laughs> maybe maybe I, maybe I thought there was music and it just went over me but it didn't there's no music yeah and it is well, a it's super little...
0: quiet it is you wouldn't even know it in that moment
2: yeah, sorry I missed all that. So that's fine. What, that's
0: fine. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about the um, moments in, in specific when Han and Leia are talking to each other um, on Endor, and how the music is so well, low I, that you can I, hear I, their conversation.
2: I kind of like the Luke reveal of finding out Leia is his sister.
0: Yeah, in that too. Yeah.
2: Um, but the look on his face—if you when you go back and watch it again at some point, Luke's face is like, wait, wait. Just, oh, no. <laughs> yeah,
0: thanks. He really does think about it in that moment. And you notice, that's again, we are talking about scored music. That music is very soft and very quiet in that moment. They really wanted to focus on what Luke is thinking, what Leia is thinking, what the emotions, their facial reactions. It's a beautiful moment done by George Lucas. And uh-huh. I think the Rise of Skywalker, I hope really to see those those kind of discussions happening between characters
2: Mm -hmm. i agree um again the luke and leia moment on endor itself is another great scene yeah where we kind of got a little bit of a similar kind of scene in the last jedi with luke and leia's last moments there yeah uh, which we'll get more into that when we get to the last jedi but um your did you guys do your make it or break it? Or? Yeah,
0: I kind of I did my make it and break it. Like my mind basically was like, have those moments where my break it is like, don't play music so loud when people are trying to have a very in depth conversation because there are going to be some very important conversations that have to be had. Whether it's Ray's lineage, whether it's Kylo Ren trying to figure out what his best path is, like don't have the music so loud that it drains out what their thoughts and, and our connection with them in that moment. My make it in that case, knowing that that's my break, it is have the music low enough so that we can hear those conversations. I want to see Ray having a conversation with Kylo, much like the last Jedi. I think Ryan and John Williams, Ryan Johnson and John Williams, Scored that perfectly in certain moments where it, they had, could they could talk and the fans could be in the theater watching them Have those conversations and feel like you're there. That's the most important thing about Star Wars You you have to feel like you're there in that moment and yeah. feel like you're part of that conversation So that's my maker to break. How about you Sean?
1: Uh, for me for my break, I think it has to be I don't think we need a job like a job on the hot scene or, I don't because I don't think it's necessary. It's like like I'm not a huge fan of the Jabba Hut scene. It means it, it wasn't really necessary to the plot. And I hope uh, could, doesn't have that type of scene kind of for, for the plot Tuna, itself.
0: From. Yeah, I see what
1: you're saying. Like, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I hope it doesn't. I don't think they're gonna have a scene like that. I yeah. mean. They might. well I hope they might I mean if they do it would probably be with Moz I feel like it would be a be Kylo run doing something like that with could the be.
2: nicer run.
1: maybe There's... uh for my make it I think it has to be uh I think it needs to be, uh, like for the first for the first ghosts I think mm-hmm. we should have some but I feel like it, they need to do it Drastically different, though. From hmm. the,
0: I can see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It should be and something not, different, something new.
2: Where they're not just sitting there and being like, "Oh, I'm a ghost."
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> you I mean, that's what I liked about Yoda in the the Last Jedi. It kind of he didn't just sit there. I mean, he he kind of did, but he was moving around. It a little. gave
2: an idea of what the Force Ghost can actually do, and not and I, just sit
0: there.
1: Yeah, and you're saying Sean I, a
0: three-dimensional force go something that actually has some 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 weight to it.
1: Yes, And I think it would be groundbreaking for CGI to do that too. Ooh, like it would be, diff- ghost, it'd yes. be gr- But the, I feel like they got to play it safely if they do. So, I mean that's kinda, that's kind of make my, that is my makeup but it's also a little bit break it. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> I about you Andrew. That. Um make it um, make it feel it has to feel like there is something at stake like Return of the Jedi everything felt like this had to be done now or we're never going to finish this war with this it has to feel like that it feels it has to feel like oh shit the Emperor is still alive we have to kill him now before he sends his army or a lot out there and destroys everything.
1: Yeah. That's what Break the, it. that's what the Sith did. And that's what I really liked about it because you're on your seat every moment like since order 66. That's true. Yeah.
2: Break it if they make it too kid friendly. <sighs> yeah. It mm. has to be especially with the Emperor, it has to be terrifying. It has to be scary. It has to to even make adults feel uneasy when they're seeing the Emperor
0: again. Mm -hmm. Such a good point.
2: You can have light moments, but don't overdo it and make it too kid-friendly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think our first rumblings, of course, we're recording this the day after, um, you know the rise of skywalker blue carpet premiere that happened um a lot of the rumblings a lot of the reviews that have already been out people have said you know (laughs) again kind of similar to rogue one be very careful what age group of children you bring to this be very aware because there are some moments that i think it was in particular um oh who said it? it it wasn't um Star Wars news. Oh, it was Star Wars newsnet. It was our friend John Huey over there. Um, he said in particular he was like, "There are some real terrifying moments in this film that you have to be aware of." And that's like what you said, Andrew. They got they got to do that. And um, I, I think that's kind of a little bit of my forewarning to people before Thursday comes. Is again like really check to see if your kid. I mean, with Palpatine in it, I think fans have a good idea. But just again, be aware that this is going to be dark and this is going to be really terrifying at times, I would imagine.
1: There's also a PSA warning of uh, epilepsy during, during the film. Yeah. Yes. That's, yes. That, that, that came, came very out, important. That came out a few weeks exactly, ago or a month ago, I which I want exactly to warn people where, on, this, on this episode. I can see exactly
2: so. where the epilepsy stuff could come in, where like, Ray and Kylo are, and it's really like, the lights are flashing and stuff like that, yeah. where I'm pretty sure it's force lighting, but
0: still. Just be very aware if you're, if that's something. I, that.
1: I, I hope I hope they do something like the beginning just in case. I mean they didn't do that when with the Incredibles and that had a major one which was which was a problem. I There's
2: think some, when like if, if goes it posts into not, the Lucasfilm if, logo, I think they might say something there or something like that. I wouldn't like
1: be surprised, that. yeah. Or it, or it's they not, could it's have not too drastic. Hopefully it's or, not too drastic.
2: Though. Or or they could have like the um, movie concession people say, Hey, be cautious of this or something like
0: that. They may address the crowd before they go in on opening night, and then
1: have something if, more publicly released at some point. Yeah. If, okay. If, if they don't, if they don't do it at our theater, we should probably say something. Yeah. Just in case. <laughs> just.
0: Hey guys. Just, <laughs> just
1: gonna let you know. Uh, I know you so bought these awesome. tickets and you just paid a little Fashion bit of money.
0: Points. I mean, that, those are those, those are those things, guys. That I mean, they, again, be aware. Um, what age group you're bringing and again be aware of any um, physical.
2: yeah pg-13 now can it
0: pushes the button it pushes the button sometimes i
2: i think this is gonna push star wars pg-13 to its limit like yeah the sith did it as far as it could go i think this is gonna surpass that
0: (laughs) we're gonna be literally Uh on the Uh very edge
1: how far in the future do you think we're going to see a rated R Star Wars film? It's a good question now that we're. Rated
2: on R Star Wars stuff I would see probably see on Disney Plus. I don't think we'd see it in cinema. Kind,
1: like kind of a, like a Netflix film but for Disney Plus.
2: Yeah. It, well the more I, I adult, the more adult oriented stuff is going on Hulu which Disney owns anyway, so it would probably go on there.
1: Right.
0: Right. That's then again,
2: then again, they have The Simpsons on Disney Plus, so
0: yeah, it's just one of those things.
2: I would say five, six years we could see something more R-rated on Disney Plus.
0: Mm. Interesting.
2: interesting. What about you, Robin?
0: <laughs> i've actually I've actually already said this before on a podcast i I don't see it happening until they're able to keep test marking stuff like mandalorian um mm-hmm. and and keep pushing the gauntlet on things like Rogue One where you do see a lot of gre- like you know i'm gonna say it star wars like the war side yeah. of it all um you know i think that the until they really start test marketing that and really see how the audience reacts I think this is gonna be a great um way of test marketing that and I also think that the Mandalorian has already test marketed that there are things that they don't show that happen in that TV series Mm -hmm. that if they were to show it, then to be honest with you, and you want to put a rated R on it, (laughs) you know what? That's fine with me. Absolutely. Um, but I see just for starting off that market, why they're doing it the way they are. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I give it a, I give it a couple years and see, let's see what happens.
1: Yeah. I I don't see it. in in the near future, more like I said, the far future, uh, more than a couple of years, I think. I think just to see how, like you said, Robin, how the Mandalorian is, and even even the Obi Wan, I think that's going to be one of the Obi-Wan most they push more, it. Yeah, the more darker, I think they're going to push that one for the. I think that's going to be the most dark we see in Star Wars. Just the mentality of Obi Wan. I think it's going to be play a big yeah. part of it.
2: It's going to have a Logan feel to it. I think.
1: I could mm-hmm. see that. I could see that. Yeah.
0: Huh. I guess we'll wait and see.
2: Yep. At the time of recording this, um, we are pretty much three days away from the Rise of Skywalker.
0: Essentially. Essentially a little bit more than 48 hours. Yeah. Yeah. And that time is only getting slower. (laughs) I feel like it's crawling now, and I'm like, no, stop. Time is crunching.
2: And like we've been talking back and forth it's going to be a different feeling kind of day yeah like we're all going to be hanging out and stuff but it's going to i don't know what how would you put it robin
0: like, well i think that the and this is the one way that i look at it is that you know, I think we've all individually have experienced Star Wars during this new trilogy in different ways Sean and I have pretty much been there for Force Awakens We've been there for every Star Wars film up to this point through Last Jedi together and I think uh, Yourself Andrew, you know, you've gone to the theater yourself probably many times with family friends I think we all do that too is is we want to experience it as a family and as a friendship and I think the difference between this one, and I was talking about it a little bit last night on Rebel Scum Podcast, is that this is probably the closest feeling that I would have had to being 26 and seeing Revenge of the Sith if I was that age at that time. <laughs> um, for, for people of our generation, um, we're getting to experience what some did who remember the original trilogy, and seeing Revenge of the Sith and thinking that it's going to be the last. I wasn't really old enough. I don't think any of us were really old enough to comprehend that. No. And now we are at that moment. And I think what's so different about Thursday and whenever anybody sees it across this weekend, that's that's from our generation, that literally that age group of anywhere from like 22 to 30 who grew mm-hmm. up and, and understood Star Wars through the prequels is that we are having our moment this week where we have to live with the reality of this is the end of the skywalker saga this is the end of star wars within this part of our life so i think that that's why it seems so different is because we're doing it we're we're going into this together and we're doing we're going into this knowing that this is our revenge of the sith at 26 or 27 or up to 30 moment i mean that's how i see that but
1: It, it, it feels like the end and it is the end but it's not the end which is it's weird. Thing. It is. Yeah, it's it's, pr- it does, doesn't feel real to me. It's to the some, end of the characters
2: that we've spent 42 years yeah. being invested
0: in. Yeah. And it's how people felt at the end of, Re- of Return of the Jedi. It's how that generation felt. The people who went to go see Star Wars in 1977 at the at the, at the TCL Chi- Chinese Theater there in, in Los Angeles on that opening day. And then they see Return of the Jedi, and they're like, "This is it. This is this is how this whole thing ends. All right." And then like they didn't get yeah, until nineteen ninety nine. So that's what we're going for. Well,
1: through. that's a, a star is soon. I feel like we just say there's a be, there's good future for us just because of the new projects coming out yeah. and just more than in any, any other year.
2: Yeah, and I do want to say this for those who are seeing Rise of Skywalker this weekend. If you end up not liking it, don't try and ruin it for others who are going to mm-hmm. try and see it and enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. And those who are actively trying to spoil the movie for others who, when the movie isn't even out yet, who have no control over it, you are the what's wrong with the fandom.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't get how...
1: They're not even fans at that point anymore.
2: No. I don't get how you get off on giving spoilers to those who just want to go and enjoy a movie for just wanting to escape reality. Because reality sucks. Mm Mm-hmm. And unfortunately... Luckily, I've been able to stay away from stuff like that because... But there's some... One of my friends, literally someone messaged him, sending him a picture of... Palpatine in the movie.
0: I'm not even going to react to that because that just makes me so upset.
2: Yeah. And he's going to the marathon event of all the Star Wars movies leading up to Rise of Skywalker.
0: So. Boy. Oh, boy. Well, learning lesson. Learning yeah. lesson. Just, just, everyone
2: in your um, message box. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
1: right let's, let's but, just enjoy these the last few days of the skywalker trilogy to the end yeah yes exactly
2: but unfortunately it's that time we like to call plug time uh robin where can the people find you across social media well keep... you might you might be going dark. Yeah, season, very,
0: Yeah, so. actually, I think personally, I think I'm probably going to go dark on my Twitter starting tomorrow. So I'll, I'll say it now on this podcast in particular. Um, you guys can follow um, Brick City Blockade at www.brickcityblockade.com. Uh, that's where stuff will still be posted to because I can avoid all spoilers on there because I haven't really posted anything on there recently. So we can go over there <laughs> and look slacker. at that stuff. Hey, 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 hey. Um, <laughs> you can also check out these audio review podcasts, our journey to episode nine stuff over on iTunes and Spotify while you're waiting in line for 9 um across these next couple of days they will be posted nightly so make sure to check those out they'll go all the way into the weekend I don't want to necessarily bunch them all up and give it to everybody because there are people who still couldn't get tickets for opening night so they're going to be waiting to go see it across the weekend so stay tuned there's going to be they're going to be released all across the next 4 to 5 days so please Stay tuned and enjoy them. Um, also, over on Twitter at Mister Vote tweets for everything happening at the podcast and beyond that galaxy far, far away.
1: Sean, you guys can follow me on Twitter, Sean MyShow One, Instagram at it Itzonzzy, um, music Bandcamp, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, and Facebook. I don't remember Facebook, so I should probably give <laughs> my You can always
0: say, is, ghost on Facebook."
1: You can always find <laughs> yeah i see i'm more on facebook messenger so you can still add me talk to me if you want uh, uh, i don't go. i don't force book now what
2: would that be the star wars version of facebook or would that be something different
1: it would be fart
0: book all right andrew what's your plug time um let's get away from this monster
2: I'm going to play it safe, and I am dark on social media. Um, Oh, I like it. This week, do not follow me. Wow. And as we always say, may the force be with you.
1: With you. Always. Stay clear, everyone.